0: Your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we continue our conversation with Spoked Z, good friend of Locked On Wild, discussing NHL free agency and some of the big winners and losers from the first couple of days of the free agent frenzy. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer, and A-plus host of the show here for you. Happy Friday. And uh, let's get right into the conversation with our good friend Spoke Z. Why do people continue to bail out the Tampa Bay Lightning and uh, help them in their quest for a three-peat. The latest victim, the Chicago
0: Blackhawks. I think think the NHL needs to step in here uh, and put in a rule that it's illegal to help the Tampa Bay Lightning in any way at all. You're not even allowed to trade with them. You know, like I think they should cease anything, any hockey ops. They should stop doing it because it's legitimately out of control. Why? I need to know why people want them to win again. Why do they want to give Julian Briesvois, who literally has been a general manager for two years and won two? effing caught it again (laughs) uh stanley cups he's two for two he's literally never not won a stanley cup as a general manager and they're like what if we help him again like what if we just keep on helping him and actually give him cap space unreal i don't get it um and my god the blackhawks why 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 i don't get it so this whole thing is ridiculous like They're taking Brent Seabrook. They can throw him on a LTIR. His contract doesn't hurt them. Yeah. They'll happily pay him because they've, the amount of money that I'm sure they've won from winning two Stanley Cups is just whatever. They don't care. And then now they get out of this Tyler Johnson contract. They said that they were so confident. They actually didn't need to buy out Tyler Johnson, which just, at this point, they're like, "Yeah, someone's going to help us out. Someone's going to bail them out or bail us out. So let's just—we don't care—and we just have to give up. What was it—a second-round pick?
1: Yeah. Who cares? So who cares as a Stanley Cup winner?
0: Like, they just re-signed Braden Point. So there's your few, There's your number one center for seven years, whatever term you got. I don't even know. They have Kucherov signed. The other goalie signed. They're good. They're fine. Sergachev, Hedman, Like it doesn't matter. So that, now they just have to find their same third and fourth line guys who are really good, who play for like league minimum that they find every year. And they're going to be nasty again. They were five. They were, they were $5 million without re-signing any of their UFAs or restricted free agents during the playoffs. They had, if they had, not re-signed anybody who was up. They were still already five million dollars over the cap, and now they have cap space. <laughs> so, like it's it drives me insane, and I'm stuck in the Atlantic with them. I'm stuck with them again. It it drives me. Ins- I, I don't know why these GMs like just refuse to screw other GMs over. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, like it's it's pretty simple for Chicago. They can just say no. Like you know what. I I like to see you guys kind of, you know, up to your neck in quicksand. Like, go ahead and try to bail yourself out as opposed to saying, oh, hey, somebody's in trouble. I should pull them out of that mess. You don't have to do it. This is – and this now, like, they've been set up just like the Miami Heat when they had LeBron and Dwayne Wade and uh, Chris Bosh. Like, they've been set up there where they can have all these good players just sign for the minimum to play on the bottom couple of lines, win a cup. Like – we have to as Jesse Pinkman so eloquently said in Breaking Bad like he can't keep getting away with it. And yet here we are for a Here know, we are again. Third season that we're just going to we're just going to allow this to happen and at the end of the year everybody's going to be like,
0: "Well, you know, they were the favorite going in." It's like And they didn't have and they didn't have to trade Pat Maroon who automatically wins you a Stanley Cup if he's on your roster.
1: If you would have told me that the Tampa Bay Lightning would go into this offseason and the only thing that they really would have lost of substance was Yanni Gord, I would have said, you are insane. They are like $90 million over the cap. They're going to lose five or six good players and are going to have to fend for scraps. Yeah. No, it happened. Yanni Gord, to I don't know, maybe Ron Francis will, uh, will give him back too. Yeah. Probably he probably will. Ron, like, come on. We're we are begging you stop stop just giving players back to teams because they ask nicely. Like you can you can put your foot down and say, No, we acquired that player fair and square. But honestly, I want to fight Stan Bowman. Oh, okay. so I I don't again I don't remember I don't remember who tweeted this because my memory is just awful but somebody tweeted that the Chicago Blackhawks were like super close like one player away from being in legitimate Stanley Cup contention and then the Blackhawks like went off and have done just a crazy amount
0: of things I think it was Bowman tweeting I think he tweeted that from a burner account yeah he's got a, he's got He's got burners on burners He's on Kevin burners. Durant. He hangs out with Kevin Durant. They make burners oh, together. Boy. Start tweeting, tweeting stuff, and should um, and they go and they they win stuff and it's really annoying. Should we make a joint burner account? I have I have so many. I can't handle it. Yeah, we should. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> I have four different work. <laughs> Do you really? Well I run Bruins Diehards, oh, pride I sp- Diehards, I, and I have spoke Z and then the one that's like my actual face I don't even use anymore. I suppose. Yeah, I I think um, my Twitter would explode. I think it would just explode.
1: I I have done I've done a bunch of uh, a bunch of different ones. I don't know if I should admit this, but then again, there hasn't been a tweet from that account in a long time, so I'm just going to like, I'm going to come clean about it. This is Fuck it. Right. Oh, I was so close.
0: I'm so sorry.
1: Damn it's okay. It. I think I, I think I covered it up, but um, we'll, Ouch. yeah, I, I think I, I think I covered it up. Um, Breaking news. I am going to admit that I was the one behind the Creed Evison Twitter account, which combined really? Dean Evison and Creed Bratton. Uh, that was me. Would it be? Oh wow! Wow! Those those crossover pictures of like Dean Evason looking perplexed, and then a Creed quote. It was me.
0: This is a big day for Twitter. I know it's a big day for you. It's a big day for the state of Minnesota. Probably a big day for Dean Evason. Yeah, I. Um, oh wow! The Sabers just signed Craig Anderson.
1: What is oh, what is going
0: on? Like, well, they just gave us Linus Olmark. That helps.
1: Um, can we, so the perfect segue now that I've gotten that off my chest, um, the Buffalo Sabres who appear completely intent on somehow messing up the Jack Eichel trade entirely by a not having him get the actual surgery that he needs. And B, why do I get the frightening suspicion that this is just going to end up in a Vegas trade for nothing?
0: Well, if I were them at this point, like, they've been so gung-ho about sticking to their guns with not accepting anything less than what they said they were going to accept. That, like, if if teams don't want to pay it, which they shouldn't because it's insane what they want. Uh, For a dude who wants out and is very injured and wants surgery, that's going to like this surgery. I had a friend whose brother had to get this exact same surgery that Jack Eichel wants to get. Granted, this is a professional athlete talking. Yeah, but like, and this is the dude. The cut surgery was not a professional athlete. Definitely did not have access to the resources Jack Eichel would. But he was like, it literally destroys you and i mean like like beyond rehab like he's he's was like two years ago get the surgery and he's still like yeah i can't do like half the things i'd like to do before the surgery now i don't know again he's gonna have access to god and this is an elite professional athlete yeah um This, like, the surgery is just no joke. This isn't like a run of the mill neck surgery, whatever. Like, this is like, it is, he's out for a while. But, like, the dude has made it very clear he's not playing for the Sabres ever again. And at this point, it's very clear they're not going to get the return they want. They don't want to accept a Ryan O'Reilly situation where, even when they make the trade, it's like, that's, that's a bad trade. And then it gets somehow worse than it even looked at the beginning. (laughs) Um, At this point, like if teams don't want to pay up, I understand them being like, no, we're not. If you want them, you should want them. Uh, And we're sticking to this. Like you have to give us what we want. Um, And if Eichel wants to be a baby about being in Buffalo... I if his his no trade or whatever no or uh, let's see what is his uh, his no move kicks in after this year so next year he has a no move and then he has all the power if he wants to sit and rot until then and really just like ruin his value then fine but they really they really need to trade him but I can understand them sticking to their guns because they can't lose this trade they really can't lose this trade uh, they had a really good draft but. Like, given their situation, given their history for the last 10 years, given the market, given the fan base, they have to, they're not going to win the trade no matter what. They don't win the trade. They're losing this trade Yep. no matter what they do. But they can't lose it to the point where, like, you look back five years after, you're like, yeah, so that just didn't even, nothing good happened with this trade. They have to win it. Well, well, okay, I keep saying they have to win it. They have to just (laughs) not lose it so catastrophically that they're still in a rebuild in 10 years that started 10 years before that. Yeah. Oh, so I get them being like, nope, we're not budging. So if you, if the teams really want him, then you keep creating this bidding war Cause it, this is an elite player. This is a number one center. This is when he's healthy. He's a top what five, 10 talent in the yeah, national hockey league. Like for sure. the dude is unbelievable. And if teams want him, they have to pay up and they have to pay for that. So I get them being like, nope, we're not budging off that. Cause eventually some team's going to say fine. The Rangers are going to say fine. Eventually the Kings actually, maybe not the Kings just signed the no. So another center that they have like 15 elite centers. So, um, but teams will be like, okay, fine. We'll pay at least a little bit of what you wanted before. Cause right now, like that ask from Vegas is insane. If they take that trade, I really don't know what I'll do with myself. Cause like 30 other teams could have matched that. No problem. No questions. asked. 30. I feel keep, like 30
1: other teams could have exceeded that easily. That's, that's like asking, that's like asking somebody if they're carrying like a $10 bill to make change in their wallet. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. I have a 20, I have a 50, I have a hundred dollar bill. Like, what do you need? And it's no, 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 no. I just, nah, I just need nah, the 10. It's that. like,
0: yeah, are you? I have sure? all these. No, I like $10 bills. Those are cool. I like three C's. I'll take one of those.
1: Oh God. That don't is, give me anything
0: good. That give is me your Peyton Peyton Krebs, a B plus prospect. And Riley Smith.
1: What? That really like that really that three C's really hurt me because that seems like a Chuck Fletcher quote, which mm-hmm. perfect segue because former Wild GM Chuck Fletcher is at mm-hmm. it. And so yeah, he's buzzing. We will zone. Uh, we'll continue our elite free agent conversation with Spoked Z next here on Locked on Wild. Continuing our mega two-part episode with Spoked Z talking NHL free agency and big moves made by pretty much every club throughout the course of the NHL. And Spoked before the break, we left it with just a, a dynamite segue to talk about uh, our former general manager, at least Minnesota Wild-wise, Chuck Fletcher, who is at it again. And I've had the pleasure of watching many off-seasons that uh, Chuck Fletcher helmed that had very similar themes to them. And now Philadelphia Flyers fans are getting a little taste of the utter chaos that is a Chuck Fletcher-led off-season. And he is not disappointing this year again.
0: He's just, you know, he's just doing his thing. He's just, <laughs> that guy doesn't care about oh. anything. I mean, the one thing that I will say to his credit, um, I mean, the, the wrist of the lion thing is insane. It's crazy. That was a really bad, really, really, really bad trade. But between that and then getting Ryan Ellis. Um, that was such a weird trade. It was a three-way trade. What they get? It was Ryan Ellis. Who else did they get in that trade? Let's see. Is it a pick? I can't remember. But they came out like close to being like even between yeah. like, you know, but. I think Ristolainen will be better than he was in Buffalo. Not much better, but, like, I think Flyers fans will actually like him. I don't know if you saw his interview, whether it was today or yesterday, about, like, what Flyer fans can expect or what he wants to do or be in Philly, and he said, I want to be a piece of blank. Uh, I want to be miserable to play against. And the one thing I will say is between adding, like, a Ryan Ellis – Rasmus Ristolainen, Keith Yandel, and Cam, Cam Atkinson—they're gonna. They have guys that they want to be there. They want to play. You're gonna see the passion every single game. Like, and that's kind of like what the city of Philadelphia like embraces in their athletes. Um, Rasmus Ristolainen is not gonna have to play in the first pair, so that helps a lot. He can play with Sanheim. Sanheim needs to be better. Ryan Ellis should be good with Provorov. Provorov should be a lot better. He had a really bad year. So, like, that's okay. But some of these trades, I mean, like, oh, man, dude. Like, what are you doing? And then he goes out. He won the Atkinson trade at least, so that's good. The fact that he got Atkinson straight up for Voracek is crazy. But, like, that guy just decided, you know what? We're going sicko mode, and we are just going to get crazy. And if you look at like what the Wild did the past two years, they totally shook up the locker room, right? Like they, it's a yep. different, it's a different team, different vibe, different voices. That's what he's looking for now. I'm sure he wanted to lose JVR, that seven million, so we could have more space to do stuff. But Seattle didn't take him. But JVR is still a good player. Yeah. Um, I'll be interested to see what this looks like now. It's a very interesting back end. They have to resign Sanheim but they still have 8 million in space despite this crazy stuff that they did. The Scott Lawton contract is very funny. I um, still have Sean Couturier. He's a free agent next year. Farabee's good. Hopefully Morgan Frost can stay healthy and be a good player for him. They probably really didn't need to re- to bring back Nate Thompson, but they did anyways. I don't know. He, he's just getting crazy. But the fact that they gave up that first round pick, a thir- the 13th overall pick for Ristolainen is legitimately insane. But I will tell you what, the fact that they got to Amala in the second round, that's a big win. So like, it actually didn't hurt them too bad. But the thing with Fletcher was he doesn't make those huge trades with the intention of, having whoever he brings in be a rental so he right. if he gives Ristolainen if he re-signs and he gets big money and he gets term that is trouble now the really bad thing he did the really really bad thing he did was bring in Martin Jones oh to back up Carter Hart, who just had the actual worst possible year he could have had at, what is he, 22, 23 years yeah. old? And now his backup is Martin Jones? Martin Jones started
1: a really fun Twitter trend for me because it seemed like every time, it, every time oh. I used it correctly, it worked. You um, have
0: no idea, bro. Coming from Boston, I like, have no idea. I, Everyone hates Tuca. Everyone oh hates boy. Tuca, one of the best goaltenders of all time. Everyone hates him in Boston because he doesn't want a Stanley Cup as a starter. And that's just insane. Even though his team does bad things in front of him in elimination games, and he's tied for the best save percentage in playoff history. Uh, the whole city hates him. And Martin Jones is on the Bruins for three days or whatever, and they trade, They like acquired him in a trade for oh, what trade was that? Was that Lucic? Lucic, and then they traded Martin Jones again, and then Martin Jones was like good for like ten games. So all Bruins fans like you had the guy, you had the guy, and then he was the worst goalie on the planet for like five years. Believe me, I know all about Martin Jones, baby. But the fact that that's the guy he brought in to back up, I, I, I don't know. I, man. I don't know, man. That is insane, dude. My f-
1: my favorite Twitter bet, uh, bit of the entire season was anytime the Wild
0: would be playing oh, my Martin... My dog just came in. Hold on. <laughs> Keep talking.
1: Any time the Wild would play Martin Jones and he would give up like one or two goals in the first period and a half, I would tweet out in all caps, don't let Martin Jones get hot. By the time the game was done, he would have given up five goals and either been pulled, or the uh, the Sharks gave up an empty netter to uh, to get it to like six to two or some some other number. But just like you want your you want your backup to be you don't want your backup to be flashy. Like you want your backup to just be consistent. And the only it's thing it's that like Martin the whole
0: thing it's like a depth
1: defense. But it's like hey, if you're not talking about him, it's good. The only thing that Martin Jones is is consistently bad
0: and gets talked about a lot, just dunked on at all times.
1: I don't get it, man. Like, I don't, um, I don't understand bringing a guy like that in because. <sighs> It's not like we said. It's not like it'd Carter be one Hart thing if the D was season. good
0: in front of them, but the D was really bad.
1: Yeah, they're not. Um, like, what are we? What are we doing here?
0: So, so right now they have they have eight million in space. Right now they got to re-sign Carter Hart and Travis Sanheim. They have enough. I mean, they have enough money to do that, but uh they better hope that Sanheim plays really well with wrist align and they better hope that Keith Yandel can fill in as that power play guy that. Gosset Bear was before he started to be bad at hockey. Uh and they better hope that Ellis really helps pro-rob. The the thing is like it's the same thing as we I was saying earlier about the Wild like bringing in a lot of new players at one position like it's risky, you know? It's like a total shakeup. So you don't yeah. know how they're going to blend together and half their decor is new. So I, I think Ryan Ellis and Provorov are going to be really good. Like, I think Provorov was he was really bad this year, but the entire team was so bad too. So I think that was more of a function of just the team sucked. Uh, I mean I don't know. On paper, like the the decor, it's going to be better than it was last year because it couldn't possibly be worse. Carter Hart will be better because he was literally the worst goaltender in every category in the league last year. Um, and then I don't know I. I think that'll be a little bit better, but I don't know, man. They're going back into the Metro. Seemingly every team in the Metro got a little bit better, other than like Washington. Maybe actually Pittsburgh kind of stinks. What they do, I can't even remember what they did. They lost some games. I don't know. It's check Chucky is just if they're bad, he's gonna get fired. Like it's yeah. this is a year that he ha- They have to be really good.
1: This is like this is exactly how Fletcher's tenure in um, in Minnesota ended. Where it seemed like it didn't seem like anybody like directly told him, "Hey, if you don't pick it up, you're going to be fired." But he just did all this stuff to where it seemed like somebody told him, "Hey, if you don't pick it up, you're going to be fired," and he like he played himself into it. It's like the crazy uncle at the uh, the family reunion that brings like the fireworks that are illegal. That are mm-hmm. not like that. People are like, "Hey, you maybe shouldn't have these." And I, I'm realizing as soon as I said it, that joke, considering what happened this off season, is probably in super poor taste in the NHL. And so I'm just going to cut that out entirely. Um, but you know, he's he's got um, Fletcher's. Hey, go- you know
0: what? You know what? To to Fletcher's credit, there's nothing worse than when your team either stinks. Or just like it, maybe they don't stink, but they fall short of what they should have been and they do little to nothing, you know, like, yep, he's going. So, like, credit to him, you know, like he's going out with a bang. He's really going for it. And I mean, again, on paper, this team should be a lot better than they were last year because last year they were so effing bad. Like they were so bad. you like. They came in and was like, "Oh, they're gonna be the team. They're gonna be the team." And I remember being like, "I don't think they're gonna be the team, dude. Like, they're like, yeah, they just went to the conference finals. Like, yeah, but like, they're this team kind of stinks. Was not like, great. I just they just didn't do. I don't know. They just don't do it for me. I think again, I think this year they're gonna be better. Uh, again, I think when you bring in that many new guys and when you're that bad that year that you're supposed to be good, like." It's almost like a clean slate kind of you'll mm-hmm. never have a clean slate in Philly cause it's Philly, but they got a new vibe to the room. He went out. He didn't just sit on his thumb. He made moves. So the, the team knows that, Hey, I'm not accepting losing. So all the power to him. man. I hope it now that, the Bruins aren't in a division with Philly. I hope it works out for them. Kind of. Cause like, I think the NHL is better when the Philadelphia flyers are good. I'd agree. big fan base, good market. I think yeah. it's just a better league when they're good. So we'll see, man. I think, I think they'll be, they will be, they have to be significantly better than they were last year. Cause they were, I mean, I'm telling you, they were so bad. It was a joke. Like playing the flyers was an absolute joke. The Bruins I... were down. The Bruins were down like, by two or three on multiple occasions, and at no point in the middle of the game was I like, yeah, the Bruins just don't have it tonight. Like, they, they, it was like the Bruins were laughing. They went down to the, like, yeah, who cares? It's Philly, and then they would come back and stomp them.
1: Well, they had that. They had that game against the Islanders where they lost like nine to nothing, and it's like, oh boy, well, the, the Rangers or yeah, the Rangers, and it's like they've they have seven goals in the second period. Like, what is happening?
0: But. It's, right, that's just I, for you. Yeah, the the well, I mean the the real rock bottom was losing to Buffalo. Yes, when they almost, when almost they were losing them before that, the day before they were down three nothing in the third period and came back because cough Rasmus Bristol in day. Oh my god! And then they somehow came back and won, but then they lost the next night. That's when I got my DMCA. Is it DMCA or DCMA? Well,
1: uh, whatever it is, I think it's DMCA. It but uh, yeah, because
0: I posted the last ten seconds of the game with the Celine Dion in the background.
1: Boy, she <laughs> is really busy. Like, come yeah, on! I'll fight her.
0: I'll fight her too.
1: I I'm I'm prepared to. I'm fully prepared to offer my legal services for uh, pro bono.
0: Yeah, I have I have no legal background, but I will. I'll yeah, me too. I'll do it free 10k
1: yeah we're we're here we're um, we're both ready to uh, I'll, I'll put a I'll put a heck of a, um, a legal case together like I think we can get it overturned but um mm-hmm. tell you what spoked I've got a couple of interesting things I want to finish with we got to talk about your Bruins of course and yeah baby I have a little bit of a wager for us on Alex ovechkin. So we will continue, we'll finish part two of our chat with Spoke Z next here on Locked on Wild. This July, Bilt Bar is helping you celebrate freedom of choice. Did you know Bilt Bar has a ton of amazing flavors, including coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you're asking me, raspberry is definitely the way to go. But if you're not sure which Bilt Bar flavor is right for you, grab a mixed box and you'll get two each of the nine flavors. The best part though about Bilt Bars is they are amazingly healthy for you. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges from 130 to 180 calories, contains only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five net carbs. So amazingly tasting and amazingly healthy for you. Plus, get this. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to build.com and use the promo code Locked15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use the promo code Locked15 for 15% off at built.com. Final segment of our mega chat with Spoked Z, one of the official regular contributors for Locked on Wild here throughout the 2021 2022 season and if Bill Guerin has anything to do with it I think it'll be a multi-year extension. My man, let's talk um let's talk about your Bruins being that you're based out of the uh, the Boston area. I can see a Boston Pride banner in the backgrounds of Please. the uh the video that nobody is able to see right now. Video for Locked on <laughs> Wild coming soon. But let's talk about the Bruins because, you know, they were a team looking to improve their depth from what I was following um, when free agency started. And it seems like they've done a good
0: job of doing that. It's a uh, very divisive first day of free agency for the Boston Bruins, depending on how you watch hockey, how you interact with hockey, whatever. Um <laughs> In the moment when these signings are happening, you're like, really? All right, I guess. That's not who I had off the top of my head, but sure. Um, Their number one need that they really needed for this team was defensive help, um, specifically on the left side. So at the trade, trade deadline, they go out and acquire Mike Riley for a third. Mikey Riley, sorry. I have to remind everyone, it's not Mike, it's Mikey. Uh, Mikey Riley for a 2022 third-round pick. Uh, And very, 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 very good trade. Unbelievable trade, to be honest with you. Uh, For the eye test people who like big, jacked, I'm going to punch you and put up a bunch of points, uh, fans, not your guy. But for the eye test people who can appreciate having a left side D who can transition the puck has a good first pass. gets shots through. He does a little things right. And he puts up a lot of effing, even strength points. Uh, he's an unbelievable player. He scored at a 40 point pace this year without scoring a goal. Um, he was unbelievable for the Bruins. He got exposed in the playoffs because half their team got injured and he's not six, five. He doesn't beat everybody up. So he got a little bit exposed in his first ever playoff He's really good for them. So they re-sign him three by three. That is a bargain for Mike Riley. Very good player. Very reliable. Defensively sound. Not like elite Jonas Brodine type. Like, you don't see it, but you appreciate it. You know, like not that guy. Yeah. But reliable. And again, like their big need was, hey, we need to transition quick. We need a good first pass. We need someone on the left side that can get a shot through. He did that. And he lit it up for the Bruins. He got a lot of points. Great player. Anywhere else, he probably could have got more term and more dollars. So that's a fine signing. Then they go out and they in the offseason are saying we need a big shutdown type guy who can log 20 minutes, who is whatever. He's just like experienced, older, whatever your whole, you know, if you're a big cock, if you're you they need a big guy back there. He plays hard. They go out and they get Derek Forbert. Very, very controversial signing. Gets three by three. On paper, someone will tell you he's a third pair defenseman. In his role, he's probably more of a two or a second pair guy. He is going to be there, pure, so pure defensive defenseman. PK, hard minutes, hard comp, like uh, quality of whatever competition that he's going to go up and play those hard minutes that no one likes to play, but you need that guy to do that. Everyone who is a analytic person who wants those pure puck movers they're not going to like Derek Forbert but he plays hard minutes he plays 20 minutes a night he's effective and for all those analytics people that hate that uh, go on to evolving hockey and you go and you type in Derek Forbert on contract projections (coughs) sorry (coughs) projections Uh, he was looking at five years at like four and a half million according to evolving hockey oh boy And they get him for a three by three. That doesn't cripple you at all. You still have plenty of money to do stuff. So now you add two guys that were better than you had before. I'm fine with it. Is it the Jake McCabe that I was hoping for? No, but he ended up getting 4 million a year for four years in Chicago, which will be a good, good deal if he's healthy, but he's coming off his first ever torn ACL. And if you know anything about knees, when you tear your ACL once, you're probably going to do it again, or you're just going to be injured forever. Uh, Again, I love Jake McCabe. That that was my number one guy I wanted the Bruins to get. Such a good player, plays hard, somehow has really good underlying numbers despite the fact he's been in Buffalo. Uh, he's just a solid player, just really good player. But four by four, that's a little rich. So they kind of take care of their back end. They fill some holes. They don't spend a ton of money. They don't give out more than three years. I, to be honest with you, it's fine. It's not like, I don't look at that defense and say, oh, that's a cup-winning defense. No, but uh, you still have Charlie McAvoy, who's a top three, three three-zone defenseman, all-around defenseman in the National Hockey League who should have been up for a Norris. So, you know, it's give and take there. But I think they did well with that. Then you go to the forwards. Everyone wanted them to go get the Blake Coleman's of the world or whoever, like those top six guys. And uh, I don't know if you've followed along with Bruins – shenanigans for the last like five years the problem wasn't the top six you have <laughs> the best line in hockey you have the number one best line in hockey brad Marchand, best left wing in hockey patrice bergeron possibly the best two-way center in the history of the national hockey league and you have david Pasternak, who won the rocket he's a top three goal scorer in the national hockey league don't need a first line player second line they figured it out they got taylor hall they re-signed taylor Harf- taylor hall for a bargain david Krejci one of the most underrated players in National hockey league last 15 years defensively and offensively. Yep. He's unrestricted. He's either going to stay in Boston or he's going to go to the Czech. So that's worrisome. But last year they go out and they signed Craig Smith for a bargain and he is unbelievable. So that's, there you go. Here's your top six. You're good. What they needed was their bottom six, their bottom six been a black hole forever. And it screws them over every year in the playoffs because if top line not scoring, you're losing every single game, every single game in the playoffs. It's a disaster. So what do they do? They go out and get the Hall of Famer, Eric Hollow, who like I was so happy. I was so, being a wild Ed Bruins fan. I saw Eric Hollow and I screamed. I was in the doctor's office. And I, went, <gasps> I audibly gasped mid-sentence. My doctor was talking to me about the x-ray. I just said he was like, what's wrong <laughs> with you? And I said, nothing, nothing. Continue, please. NHL stuff. Uh Sorry about it. It's fine. And then they go and they get Nick Felino. Awesome. Low rich, but only two years. Don't care. Then they go out and they add Thomas Nosak who's been a stud on the fourth line in Vegas. All for minimal money. So I don't really understand why people in Boston are freaking out. They added a bunch of guys to their bottom six who can play. They're really good. They have experience. It's kind of like what they needed. So their, their forwards are – it's a much more well-rounded four lines that they have now. They added defense when they needed. And then they go out because Tuka is either going to retire or he's going to come back in February. Cause he has, he's out for six months because of the surgery he's getting. And other than that, you had Jeremy Swayman who is going to be a stud. He was a stud this year as a rookie, uh, but he's really young. You don't want to force him into that starting role right now on a cup winning team. They right. go out and they get Linus Olmark. Who's been good in Buffalo. I repeat a goaltender who's been good in Buffalo. They get him for four years at 5 million. So all in all, they got better. So I don't understand. And by the way, there's more happening, by the way, of trades, just based on the signings that they made and the players who are now no longer a fit in the lineup, there will be at least one trade coming. I'm very curious to see what it is. Um, But for everyone that wants to like complain about what they didn't do, it's like, okay, did you want to give Blake Coleman six years? Did you want to give Jake McCabe four years? Did you want to do that? Like, just answer honestly, because I don't think you did. They add, they bolstered their bottom six, which they, like, it's literally their Achilles heel every year. It's brutal. Yeah. Like their bottom six was so bad this year. It was insane. It was a joke. The fact they made it as far as they did is crazy, but they improved at the positions they need to improve at. They didn't go crazy. They didn't give anyone more than three years other than Taylor Hall, who's a stud. So I don't really understand how people are freaking out right now. The team got better and there's more moves that are coming for sure. I can guarantee you that that's going to happen. And I am about 99.99% David Krejci is coming back. So it's a team that got better. So I don't, wow. again, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around people being like, what did they do? Oh my God. Look at these charts. Look at the charts. <laughs> like, Everybody look at the charts. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you wait two weeks in half the guys that they just added. They're going to be some of your favorite players. I guarantee Nick Foligno is right. going to take five games before he's a fan favorite. And if you don't like Eric Kala, you should be in jail because he's a beauty. Right. That guy's so funny. A I, hall of Famer, baby.
1: I, I, honestly. You know, how, you know how
0: happy Charlie Coyle probably is that they oh, added Eric ecstatic. Kala?
1: It's He's ecstatic. Oh, God, I, I need to what give you I need to give you proper credit for one of the greatest tweets that I've ever seen in my life. Eric <laughs> Hall of Fame
0: is Hall of Famer, baby.
1: Honestly, it's it's one of my favorite tweets of all time. Like that's, I'm what, all is, that out that's what all his that's
0: uh, what all his that's what his teammates called him forever because he's very like. He's not, they're like, it's not that he's cocky. He's just very confident in his own, his abilities. Yeah. So his teammates started calling Eric the hall of famer. It's, it's amazing. Like, <laughs> I like, I was like, all right, so he's my favorite player in the league now. Yeah. It's just like, it's
1: such a flex. Like, how can you not root for him?
0: He rocks, dude. He's so funny. I love that. I, would, I have been an Eric hall of famer stand for like seven years and now he's on the Bruins. Two now, years, it's two come, seven, five million.
1: Yeah, now it's come. Now it's come full circle. Like,
0: dude, I have, I have Mikey Riley, I have Charlie Coyle, and I have the Hall of Famer, baby. Like, you know, like as a Minnesota Wild, Boston Bruins guy. Like, this is my heaven. It's a proud. This, this rocks, it's dude. A, it's
1: a proud dad moment. Like,
0: all the kids really came. Is. All the
1: kids came home and like, I get to watch my them beautiful all sons, the same team. who are
0: yeah. all older than me. Uh, my beautiful sons, they're all older than I am. Uh, my beautiful sons, though.
1: Speaking of beautiful adult sons. Let's finish talking about the one of the greatest goal scorers we have ever seen in either of our lifetimes. Alex Ovechkin, who nabbed himself a five-year extension with the Washington Capitals for Buku Bucks. My biggest question here to finish off are just elite two-parter. Does Ovechkin have enough left in the tank? He's at 730 goals right now. Does he have enough to get to 895? That's the number he needs to get to 895. Can he do it?
0: If it were anybody else, I would say no, no shot, but in your right mind, do you feel good about betting against Alex Ovechkin? No, not at you all. You know, Like, Somehow this dude has played the way that he plays. Like, not only is he scoring goals, he's literally skating a thousand miles an hour and crushing people, knocking out young Russians in the playoffs. (laughs) And he's missed like 15, 20 games in his career for injuries. I, the way he plays, it's shocking that he's not like dead, but. Uh, I think it's he has to average over the next five years. He has to average 30, whatever, 33 goals every year. He's not going to average 33. Well, okay, maybe he will. But like, I mean, he's not going to do that every single year like that last when he's 40 years old. He's not scoring 33 goals. I'm sorry. But are you going to rule out him scoring 50 next year? I'm not. I can't. Dude's insane. I can't. He has he has Nick Backstrom feeding him still. Is it possible? Yes. Is it likely? Probably not. But again, I have a hard time betting against Alex Ovechkin. And I think it's just way more fun betting on the guy breaking the record because people breaking records is a good thing for the league and I want it. So I'm just, do I really think he's going to, I don't know. But like, am I going to just bet on that? Yes. Because it's Alex Ovechkin, the Russian machine don't break. And like, if he scores 50 next year, he scores 40 the year after that, you're cutting that like average almost in half. So it's not like totally crazy. So the fact that he signed in five years clearly says he wants to do it. And I don't know about you, but I'm very scared of a motivated Alex Ovechkin, especially when his motivation is scoring 50 goals every year. It's like, that's just terrifying. He better pray, though, that he didn't, he and Backstrom didn't take too much money that they can't bolster the lineup elsewhere. Because they need to be good for him to do it
1: yeah that's that is uh that's a spot-on assessment like they're gonna and, need and by the way
0: no matter what the contract is it's a no-brainer for washington you oh, keep that sure. guy that guy's yeah. made you billions of dollars
1: yeah he you sign him until he can't play anymore like that's the there's there was no question and even to have it i think it was like nine and a half million dollars per year like who cares yeah. 9, 12, yeah. 15, whatever it is that he's asking for, you give it to Next him. Next year,
0: he's going to make you 20. So.
1: Exactly. Um, I think we're both in agreement, though. We're both going to be rooting for it like exclusively. Mm-hmm. And this Locked on Wild is going to be the official podcast of the Ovechkin Watch. I'm coining that phrase immediately, the Ovechkin Watch. Love that. Like that's that's just gonna be that's just gonna be our thing, and you know, every time you hop on the show, we'll do an Ovechkin watch, see where he's at with goals. It, there's no doubt that we'll get like two weeks into the season, we will have ten goals already. So yeah, he's, he's gonna just, score
0: a hat trick his first game again. So <sighs> I would love to see it. Um, spoke yeah. I want to see it so bad. I want to see this record, dude. I, That'd be sick. Me too. Like, like, it's one thing for Marlow to break the Gordie Howe like most games played. But like someone breaking, whether it's a points record, goals, record, whatever it is, that's cool as hell. Yeah. And like, I want to see that my lifetime. And he might be the only human being that's capable of doing that before I die.
1: And for (laughs) it and for it to be a Gretzky record, too, like that's going to be one where it's like, where were you when it happened?
0: Exactly. Right. Like Like you like you want to be there. You want to see that happen. It's it's, that's just like it's just cool. Yeah. You know, It's, it's, it's just good for hockey.
1: If um I'll I'll put this out there. If if it gets to where he's getting close to breaking it, um we'll we'll have to see it in person.
0: Yeah. I'm in. Down Deep. down for it. All
1: right. Spoke Z and uh and myself official members of the Ovechkin Watch party here on yep. Lockdown Wild. In. So, we'll uh we'll keep an eye on that. This has been an absolute just riot the last couple of episodes. Um, just unbelievable stuff from you spoked. and before we finish off, of course, I like to give people a chance to uh, to plug their stuff. Obviously, yours is way more Twitter based, but in the event that people don't know where to follow you, which at this point, uh, I'd be hard pressed to guess that they don't. Um, just just tell us again where uh, where people can find your elite level, your uh, top center level tweets.
0: Well, I don't know about that, but it's just at Spoked Z, and that is it. And uh, if you want to follow me there, go ahead. Uh, if not, I very much understand, and I apologize if you do follow it and then you're just extremely disappointed. I get that, you know. I'm disappointed in myself half the time, anyway. So, so that's that's it. That's just that's that's the self promotion plug that everyone goes for right there. What? Proceed with caution. That's what I like to tell people.
1: That's that's a great way to put it. What a couple of a uh, couple of days here on uh, Locked On Wild. So if you missed any of our episodes this week, anything that we've put out ever, make sure to follow Locked On Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit the socials at Locked On Wild: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Coming soon. I am your captain, Leo. Seth Topal. Thank you for joining us. Have a great weekend. Locked on Wild back in full force on Monday, and you can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.